If Dove is so big on its Real Beauty campaign, and I'm so big on Real Beauty, why do I think it's time to wash Dove's mouth out with soap? Great question! I'd love to tell you. I mean, is Dove about Real Beauty or Real Be-essy? I mean... On one hand, you have this campaign that has such a positive message. Let's change women's attitudes toward their harmful perception of beauty. On the other hand, there's a kind of conflicting goal here. You know, to sell beauty products and increase sales. And on the third hand, here's my open letter to Dove. Hey, if Dove can have multiple faces, we can have multiple hands here. Thank you very much. Her hair is curly, her teeth are pearly. She's got an edge, but she's still pretty girly. Oh, oh, nothing rhymes with Dahlia. You're beautiful, just the way you are. Also, here, buy my Not Soap Beauty Bar, my pro-aging, anti-cellulite, firming, tanning, healthier, half-calf latte-looking self-empowerment and real beauty. Well, real beauty products, too many to count to be sure. But hey, all of these products can help increase your self-esteem. Yes, this is one of the most successful marketing campaigns of all time, Dove's Real Beauty Campaign. So just a quick refresher before we get to that open letter to Dove, just for better context. It was way back in 2004 Dove launched the campaign for Real Beauty, which continues to this day. And even just the other week, Dove appears to have launched the social media blitz that piggybacks off the debacle I told you about last episode which found a 58-year-old anchor with gray hair let go from a prestigious national TV anchor position at the height of her career. Now, looking at Dove's initial campaign, that was launched in response to a major global study called The Real Truth About Beauty. That report revealed only 4% of women around the world would describe themselves as beautiful pretty and pretty, right? So it's pretty important to give people back their beauty that advertisers have been trying to strip of them just so they could sell it back to them. And so within six months of its 2004 campaign launch, sales of Dove's firming products increased 700% in Europe. In the US, sales for the products featured in the ads increased 600%. That was just in the first two months of the campaign. And from the start, its campaign for real beauty exceeded company expectations. Global sales surpassed the $1 billion mark in the first year alone. Now, fast forward to 2022, Dove's value is estimated to be about $5.1 billion U.S. dollars, and it's set to grow even further in the years ahead. Look, already, when you set out to portray beauty, rather than say, oh, I don't know, kindness or intelligence, are you talking about real beauty? And when your end goal is to sell a beautification product, your idea of beauty is even more glib. And when, like Dove, you advertise by presenting not advertisements, but social experiments, you invoke this aura of science, calling aspects of your campaign a social experiment relentlessly. 
It encourages us to imagine that you're presenting definitive proof as to how women in general think and how women in general are perceived. Trust science. That just becomes synonymous with trust of. Sure, some people will call it hypocrisy. I call it good marketing. Dove really is an aspirational reality for business people. How many companies can achieve a level of identity confusion where the cause and the brand are inseparable in the consumer's mind? And I get it. Dove doesn't sell products. It sells self-acceptance. This is called cause marketing. It's not just a product line. It's a belief system that you literally buy into. So I wanted to make sure that Dove got at least a little of the attention it deserves for what it's doing. And to that end, allow me to present my open letter to Dove. Yes, let's clear the throat. Let's take a sip of water. Mm. That's real. That's the real world. When you hear somebody take a sip of water on the podcast. All right. So this is my letter to Dove. Dear Dove, how are you? How are sales going since your campaign for real beauty began? Are more people buying your pro-aging products and your firming complexes? I understand redefining beauty is difficult. That's something I've tried to do in my work with young girls, some who deliberately cut themselves as they strive to process all of this beauty talk around them. Obviously, brands shouldn't be talking to children, but they are your future and, I guess, present customers. So that self-esteem product of yours, I I mean project, your self-esteem project aimed at these little girls is quite valuable. Is that the word? Good thing they have you to counteract all of those other beauty entities who just want to make money off of them. And all of these voices coming at them perched upon products for sale. So it's challenging teaching these young girls and teens that they don't have to look to a product to find beauty, right? Well, I guess it's not as hard for you maybe because unfortunately, I don't have any creams to sell them. By the by, using real women in your campaign is admirable and brilliant. Not only is this refreshing, but it's also cost-effective for your company. And I'm so glad that you've limited your real women to sizes between 6 and 14. Out of those bounds, you never really know who's a real woman, especially those sneaky fake women below size 6 and above size 14 challenging dominant beauty norms by depicting real women with real curves in your advertisements to sell beauty products. Bold move. So maybe that's why you choose these real women who appear similar enough to pre-existing ideals that they too would be accepted by most beauty standards. And thank you for crafting a campaign to celebrate every day and unconventional images of beauty while still not including bodies that significantly deviate from what is culturally considered beautiful. Remember in 2010 when you were presented with options for a campaign highlighting women with disabilities, you know, the world's largest minority, and you speedily got there by 2019. Way to go. Can't wait to see more women with disabilities in those ads. I'll be sure to check them out in 
2031 or whenever you get to it again. And I get it. I get it. There's a lot to do to challenge society and media's beauty construct and yet simultaneously present it. That takes a skilled hand and PR team. Like, remember your casting call that read, no tattoos, no scars, flawless skin, beautiful hair, and bodies that fall nicely between not too curvy and not too athletic. Remember that? Yeah, of course, that ad in particular was never approved by you. I I also hope you use some of the profit generated from your pro-aging creams to give your PR department a raise. You could always digitally retouch your pictures, I suppose, as you've done before. Well, I mean, not that I'd accuse you of actually retouching images when you're so against that, but good thing your campaign and budget grew and you were able to hire Annie Leibowitz to snap all of these shots for you. Hiring the best photographer in the world? That's like built-in Photoshop. Her skill can hide any flaw in camera without retouching. Smooth move. It's like you rubbed your pro-aging cream all over that one. And how Dove has managed to strategically unearth the insecurities of millions of women while simultaneously coming off as their supportive best friend? I know if a size 6 or even a size 14 woman sells me cellulite-reducing cream, it has to work. Or at least it means the product is a requisite for real beauty. And then there's your believability factor. Your believability factor just soars with all these real women endorsing your products. This makes me more inclined to trust statements such as Dove Therapy System Shampoo actively repairs damage, leaving hair healthy and beautiful every day, even though it's scientifically proven that damaged hair can't be repaired. But your promise, or declaration perhaps, ascertains healthy and beautiful hair. And since girls' self-esteem is a top priority to Dove, it must be true. When I look at your ads, I think, who cares about those other fancy deodorants that make girls beautiful? I'm going to use Dove deodorant, walk down the street in my perfectly white bra and panties, just like your real women models wear, and break beauty stereotypes. Who cares about everyone who thinks women should use the most expensive brands to rid them of cellulite? I'm going to use Dove Firming Creams, walk down the street in those perfectly white bra and panties, and break beauty stereotypes. Who cares about all of those other fake self-tanners? I'm going to use Dove's real fake self-tanner, and then I'll stand next to someone who uses Dove Skin Whitening Products just to look darker. Also, how do you keep those perfectly white bra and panties so white around all of that fake tanner? And just think how many people would buy them if you sold them as sets. After all, people seem to buy everything you sell them, so you should definitely consider it. Now, I know Dove has come under scrutiny for not truly adhering to the beliefs it espouses in its campaign. Well, Shame on the New Yorker and those other credible critics. They're probably all ugly anyway, so who cares? If they don't like you, tell them just to dove off. 
they can go invest in Unilever. Oh, yeah, Unilever, your parent company, right? The, the, the company behind brands like SlimFast and that skin lightening line, Fair and Lovely. Well, now it's Glow and Lovely and no longer marketed as lightening. Good call. But also they have um, various anti-aging products, right? And of course, there's Axe Men's Body Spray, whose advertising is so demeaning to women that it's more of an assault on women than anything else. But good for you for fighting against all of that. Look, I get it. You use natural women to sell products, to refine beauty, to increase self-esteem, because if I couldn't buy beauty, however could I find it within, like in kindness or empathy or intelligence? So thank you, Dove. Thank you for redefining beauty and making us feel more comfortable in our firmed and fake tan skin. I hope you keep up the good work and continue making all of those beauty products to cover your many, many faces. And really, ultimately, it's not on you to change society for the better. You're too busy being a business, and I get it. It's up to us to see the bigger picture, to see the real picture, and not just the images before us. So, in closing, I just want to say, Dove, I hope you step on Lego barefoot every time you sell a product. Be blessed. Be beautiful. Sincerely, very, very sincerely, Dahlia Kurtz. And there you have it. That is my open letter to Dove. And remember, real beauty isn't found in your appearance, your makeup, your clothes. It's not even found in your kindness or resilience. Real beauty is found in Dove's bank account. $5.1 billion of it and growing. So until next time, thanks for dropping by the Neighboralia. Remember, you can always drop by my inbox on Instagram at Dahlia Kurtz. Come say hi, say help, say whatever you need. Now go, go on you beautiful creature you. And no dove, I'm not talking to you. Live and help live. Well, yeah, dove, you can take that advice. I just know that Nothing rhymes with Dahlia. Nothing rhymes with Dahlia. Nothing rhymes with Dahlia. Neighboralia.